Have you or someone you care about been diagnosed with prediabetes or type 2 diabetes and you want to learn more about these conditions? Or maybe you have diabetes in your family or you have other risk factors and you're concerned about getting it yourself. Well, in that case, you might want by you might be curious to know what are the risk factors to watch out for that make you more likely to develop prediabetes or type 2 diabetes and what is happening in your body when these conditions develop. That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to episode 28 of Ask Dr. Emily, a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look out for, the root causes of various health conditions, and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. So the first thing to be aware of are the many risk factors for diabetes so that you can be on the lookout for these in yourself and the people you care about. Because people who have these genetic, lifestyle, or other risk factors are more likely to develop prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. Some risk factors are obviously beyond our control, like our age and our genetics. But many other things are something we can do. There's things we can do about them. So some of these risk factors will probably be familiar to you and make sense, but some might surprise you. So risk factors that increase one's likelihood of developing diabetes include if you're age 45 or older, if you have a body fat percentage of greater than 25% for men and greater than 30% for women, regardless of BMI, if you have environmental toxin exposure, such as mold, heavy metals, pesticides, etc., and we're all exposed to environmental toxins all the time, so it's really a matter of load. And if the load of your exposure is greater than what your body can handle. Ethnicity, such as African American, Alaska Native, American Indian, Asian American, Hispanic, Latino, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander American, all these ethnicities have a much higher risk of developing diabetes. Also, if you have a parent or a sibling with diabetes, or if you've had gestational diabetes in the past, or if you've had heart disease or a stroke in the past, If you have high blood pressure, meaning your systolic, the upper number is over 130, or your diastolic, the lower number is over 80, either of these or both. Also, hormonal imbalances can increase your risk of developing diabetes, such as hypothyroid, adrenal fatigue, low testosterone, especially in men, and low estrogen, especially in women, which is part of why women, when they go through menopause, their risk of diabetes increases because their estrogen production goes down. Infections, this includes bacterial, viral, parasitic. For instance, having had COVID will increase your risk of getting diabetes. Inflammation, particularly chronic systemic inflammation, uh, lipids being out of balance, particularly if you're high, if you're that's cholesterol. If your uh, triglycerides are high, meaning over 150, and or your HDL quote good cholesterol, 
misnomer, but HDL is less than 60. And um, if you have metabolic syndrome, which is a combination of high blood pressure, high triglycerides, low HDL, and large waist size. Also, if you are overweight with a BMI of over 25, if you are physically inactive, excuse me, if you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS, and a lot of prescription medications can increase your risk of diabetes, including glucocorticoids, certain antipsychotics, and statins, which are taken at such high rates in our country. So uh, that's one to really be aware of. If you're on a statin, it will increase your risk of developing and progressing with diabetes. Sleep problems, such as not enough or poor quality sleep, and especially if you have sleep apnea, this will increase your risk of diabetes. And stress, particularly chronic elevated stress levels, will mess with your blood sugar levels and your blood sugar control and and uh, will increase your risk of diabetes, as will a uh, high waist circumference, and that's uh, greater than 32 inches for women and greater than 34 inches for men. And finally, a high waist to hip ratio of greater than 0.89 for men and greater than 0.82 for women. Holy moly, that's a lot of risk factors, right? which helps explain, at least in part, why we modern humans have such a propensity for developing diabetes. And in fact, the CDC now estimates that 130 million U.S. adults has either prediabetes or type 2 diabetes. That is one in every two adults in the U.S. Oh my goodness. So let's talk now about what this disease is all about. What is happening in one's body when prediabetes and type 2 diabetes are developing? Now, type 2 diabetes and its precursor, prediabetes, uh, are diseases that develop when your body has difficulty managing your blood sugar levels. So a little side note here, hypoglycemia is related as it is also due to poor blood sugar regulation. And it typically develops before prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. So uh, check out my blog post, Early Warning Signs of Type 2 Diabetes, uh, and the accompanying podcast episode uh, for more information on this important topic. Now, back to the regularly scheduled program. (laughs) As part of your natural digestive processes, your body breaks down the foods you eat into simple sugars, uh, that mostly carbohydrates and a little bit proteins turn into sugars, and these are then released into your bloodstream. And this causes your blood sugar to go up, which signals your pancreas, a digestive organ, to release the hormone insulin. And insulin's main job is to move sugar out of the blood and into your cells. So insulin acts like a key, unlocking your body's cells so that they open up And they let the sugar in where it can be used as energy to power your body. Or when there's more sugar than can be used right away, insulin will tuck that sugar away into fat cells, storing it as body fat for later use as energy. With diabetes, your body either doesn't make enough insulin to control your blood sugar or your cells are no longer responding optimally to insulin signal. 
And so your blood sugar is not regulated as well as it should be. The blood sugar stays in the blood instead of getting tucked into the cells. So when there isn't enough insulin being produced or the cells stop responding to insulin signal, then too much blood sugar stays in your bloodstream and this leads to elevated blood sugar. Insufficient insulin production is typically associated with type 1 diabetes, whole different topic, or very late stage type 2 diabetes when the pancreas just isn't able to make insulin anymore after decades of overproducing it to try to keep up with chronically elevated blood sugar levels. The poor pancreas just poops out. But that's also a, a kind of a different topic, that late stage diabetes, type 2 diabetes. What we're talking about is early stage and pre. So when cells no longer respond optimally to insulin signal, <clears throat> this is called insulin resistance. And this is the primary cause of prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. So how do you know if you have either of these conditions? You want to do some testing. And if you have any of the risk factors discussed earlier, then it's a good idea for you to test certain blood markers regularly, I suggest at least twice a year, to keep an eye out for the development of prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. First, you'll want to check your fasting blood glucose level. Now, that's the amount of sugar you have in your blood in the morning after fasting, meaning consuming nothing but plain water, for at least 12 hours overnight. You can test this quickly and easily at home for very little money. You'll need a monitor, test strips, and lancets, and you have to prick your finger for a little drop of blood. Um, and then you'll have your results in seconds. For the best combo of price and accuracy, I re recommend the True Metrics brand. Check out the show notes for links to those supplies. Or you can get your fasting blood glucose tested at the lab. And uh, if you want to order that yourself, you can check the show notes for a link on that. And the lab will do the blood draw for you, and then you'll have results in a couple days. So once you get those results, either instantly at home or in a couple days from the lab, if your fasting blood sugar level is over 120 milligrams per deciliter, then you officially have type 2 diabetes. And if it is between 100 and 120, then you have prediabetes. There's a couple other ways to determine if you have either of these conditions. One is the two-hour postprandial glucose, 2-HPPG. This is your blood sugar level two hours after finishing a meal. Like with fasting blood glucose, you can use the same supplies as above for testing this at home. Test is the same, only the timing changes. Or you can order it from the lab. And again, there's a link in the show notes to order that for yourself. <clears throat> and it's just a few dollars. Um, so if your two-hour postprandial glucose level is 140 to 180 milligrams per deciliter, then you officially have impaired glucose control or prediabetes. And if your two-hour postprandial glucose is over 180, then you officially have type 2 diabetes. And one final measure to look at is the A1C, also known as the glycosylated hemoglobin. And also, it's also called HbA1c. So this blood test measures the average blood sugar over the past 90 days. 
if your A1C is, and again, you can, you can test it at home or you can get it at the lab and see the show notes for those links. But if your A1C is over 6.5, if it's 6.5 or over, then you have full-blown type 2 diabetes. If your A1C is 5.7 to 6.4, excuse me, then you're pre-diabetic and type 2 diabetes is very likely to develop. If your A1C is 5.5 or 5.6, then you don't have prediabetes yet, which is great, but your pancreas is already having trouble managing your blood sugar. 5.5 is a tipping point. So what you really want is for your A1C to be between 4.6 and 5.4. This is the ideal level for optimal health and for healthy aging. So, Summing up, now you know the many risk factors for developing diabetes that you want to watch out for, and you know a little bit more about what's happening in your body when this disease develops, and you know some of the blood markers to keep an eye on. Now, I want to ask you, do you have some of these risk factors that we talked about earlier? If so, then it is time for you to go and get that blood work done, either at home or from the lab. And if it turns out that you have prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, then check out my post and blog, po- uh, blog post and podcast episode, Reversing Diabetes Naturally. Do you want more guidance on next steps to take on your holistic health journey? Then check out my roadmap to optimal health, as well as my many articles, blog posts, podcast episodes and healthy delicious recipes and until next time eat well be well and enjoy